there and welcome to another episode of Veterans Onward to Prosperity. Welcome to Mission Military Forward Possible Month. I know that may be a lot of words there, but when you start to think that there is another life to be lived past the military, we have to have a month of military forward. And we're going to start this with our guest that is moving militarily forward in many different ways and really cool ways too. And I can't wait for you to meet her. So without further ado, don't go away. We'll be right back. Let me introduce you to Frank Sinclair. He has a business called Dream Again Business Consulting. Frank believes that you were put on this earth for a specific reason. It's his job to find out why. If we follow the natural course of your life and your story, it always leads to your purpose. Hey vets, you know who I am. This is Ranger Johnson, and I want to help you to get the VA disability rating that you deserve. And if you want to know more about the Ranger method, please go to championsforveterans.com and schedule a free consultation now. Stay in the fight! Hi, welcome back. I am your host, Master Sergeant Retired Anna Maria Bliven on Veterans Onward to Prosperity, welcoming Julie from across the border. I'm so excited. Hi there. <laughs> Hi. So I see that you had 20 years and nine months in the service and you were in artillery. What was that like? Oh, um, well, when I, when I first joined the reserves, uh, women weren't allowed in the artillery. And, uh, and I had to go into finance. That was what they recommended. And I remember at the time, um, the guys would go on uh, an exercise, they'd come back. And then I always had a friend that came in my office and tell me all the cool stuff that they got to do. Um, so I, you know, as soon as females were allowed in the combat arms, and that happened, I think in 1988 for Canada, uh, so as soon as I found out that I could join the artillery, I did. Uh, and I remember at the time, the uh, chief finance officer came and had a meeting with me. And she had a, a brief sort of meeting about what ladies do and what men do. And uh, I, I quietly listened to the whole speech. And when she finished, I said, I still want to do it. <laughs> And she just kind of grinned and, you know, she had done her duty, told me what she'd been told to tell me. And, uh, and yeah, then she helped me transfer into the artillery. Well, I'm glad she didn't stand in your way. No, no, uh, I, I don't I actually think secretly she was supportive, um, but she had to do what her boss had told her to do. So, yeah. And then, um, so I was lucky to, um, to get accepted into the Royal Military College. So that's where I went for university. 
um, I went in there already with my jump wings. Uh, I had gotten onto the Canadian Forces Parachute uh, course when I was in the reserves. And, uh, and so when I came into RMC, I already had my wings, I already had an understanding of what the military was. Um, I had a great uh, school time. Uh, you know, it was, it wasn't, it was tough. Uh, we didn't go out like you hear all the parties at uh, a civilian university. We didn't have those parties, um, but it was worth it. It was worth it because you really bond with uh, the folks around you. And uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't give it back. It was it's such a great experience at RMC. Uh, That's awesome. That, yeah, thank you. After that, I, uh, I had a, a pretty good career in the artillery. I got to jump with First Anglico down in the United States. And, uh, you know, on an exchange there, I was in uh, Camp Pendleton, California. Uh, and so I got to see how the, um, the U.S. artillery functioned. And that was interesting, too. Um, yeah, I got to go to, um, and then I, yeah, I carried on for about 11 years. And then I was offered public affairs. What a change. Pretty lucky. I'm an ex-gymnast. I've always been able to do chin-ups, but I did find after the, like running with the combat boots and jumping out of gun trucks, um, that was starting to take a toll on my body at a, around the 11 year mark. Uh, yeah, if I found though it was, things were getting harder and harder that way. My knees were, uh, were complaining a lot. So when I got offered, um, a job in public affairs, I took it because I just didn't know how much longer I could do what I was doing. Yeah, that that's that's that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I know about the military knees. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're both from the era where uh, if you're if if you were in the service in the '80s and '90s, I, I actually think they stopped that in the '90s. But we the steel toe boot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We you talk boots. about that with the kids that are in now and they look at you like you got two heads on your shoulders. What do you mean steel toe boot? Yeah, we are first, you know, yeah. Clothing and equipment have come such a long way. Our winter gear wasn't very good either. And, and we would be out there in the cold and, you know, a lot of people would, uh, would be allowed to bring civilian uh, equivalents or U.S. military equivalents. So, uh, yeah. We've come a long way. You probably had the combat liner underneath your <laughs> underneath your jacket, right? <laughs> that you got well, from the United States. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do that. I actually stuck to Canadian gear, but uh, oh. yeah, it was a, it was pretty challenging some days. Wow, because our our combat liner, of course, is quilted. So I was thinking that maybe you were able to acquire a combat liner to go underneath your, you know, your jacket and keep you a little more warm. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I didn't have the good connections. Uh, oh, okay. I don't, I don't know how people got what they got. Uh, I didn't have any good connections. So I, I, I guess I didn't bother. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. You made it through 20 years and nine months. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so when you got out of the service, um, we're going to take a break for a commercial here, but when we come back, I'd like to talk about your experience after you left the service. 
So we'll continue that right after these messages. So don't go away. Onward to Prosperity. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Retired, Adam Reb Livin, talking with Julie. And she was in, art, in artillery and in the public relations in 20 years and nine months, Julie. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, more even if you include the reserve time. Yeah. 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 So we're all about 22 or some years. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about the next chapter after you, what we would call an ETS or leave the service. Estimated time of service, ETS is also what we would say, um, you hung up your uniform and put you for the last time. How did it go? Oh, um, we, it happened because um, I had twins and, uh, and my husband has a job that travels and my job also, I could be called at any time. And uh, so we had a family discussion and decided that, uh, that I should retire. So I went to my boss, and this is my first attempt to retire. I went to my boss and said, you know, um, I really like my job. It's not that, it's not that I'm not happy, uh, but I have twins and somebody's gotta stay home. Uh, so my boss had said, do you think you could come and work part-time? Uh, so I said, well, like, I don't know, I can't guarantee when, you know, what kind of hours I can do. And he said, look, we'll just take whatever hours you want. This is something I've never heard them say in the Canadian forces. I didn't even know that was an option. So I called my husband and we said, okay, let's do that. And so I was, um, sort of, I want to say consulting, gave them lots of time actually to replace me because I was the head of the public affairs department in the um, Southern Ontario region. So that gave him a lot of time to find somebody to replace me, to ask me questions, to have me set up for the next guy. Um, so that worked out super well, uh, but eventually I moved and, uh, and I was too far away to be able to go pick up the kids after school. When they're young, you have to be there uh, or else the bus driver doesn't let them off the bus. So it became paramount that I, uh, I actually quit for good and then stay home. So that's what I did. That's really interesting. Um, you had an inroad of a smoother transition than what a lot of our military brothers and sisters have experienced. Have you 
are you uh, aware that some of our brothers and sisters in arms don't have as smooth a transition? Um, what do you, you mean? Not really. So um, you were in the reserves and you were also in active service, right? Yes. So I was active. Yeah. So you were active duty, but the end of your service career, you were in the reserve. Correct. I went part time. Right. And so your other soldiers, did they have, um, they had jobs and they served in the military? You mean other reservists? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's typical. Yes. Yes. Yeah, see a lot of that. The United States too. But if your whole full-time job is in the military and you go that full 20 years. Yes. You're getting out at the age of 38, 39, right? Because if assuming you went in at, at the age of 18 or 19. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How does people do how it's okay. So your experience is all reserved, but I'm sure you had other opportunities of conversations with people that actually are full time, right? Or no, you know, I, so I served for full time for over 20 years. Oh, I thought you had retired from, um, the reserve. Well, I, I, so in uh let's see it was oh eight oh nine well about oh nine i switched to reserve for another couple of years and then i quit okay that's pretty yeah. cool so then you were but i was, you know, that's I was not full a bad time all the way so that's not a bad idea so to serve full time but then do a transition to your transition yes yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And that happened because of your family situation. It did. Um, and I, I, I didn't mention this, but also my health situation. I, uh, oh, I was okay. diagnosed with lupus nephritis in uh, 05. And then okay. so I had tried to work as long as I could. But uh, that was another factor. In addition to the fa the family part was, was real. And, and I think that was... Um, it was the reason I think that I left, um, but it, it actually worked out for me because I was getting sicker and sicker and, uh, I didn't know this back then, but, um, soon after I retired, I, I, I would not have been able to anyway, because I was, uh, I was arthritic. I was, uh, difficulty breathing, uh, hard wow. to my limbs, uh, really, really in bed sick kind of thing well i'm glad you're up and about and you're feeling better thank you <laughs> um so because of your medical and your and your um your uh family challenges you left the full-time service and went into a part-time service and then you got out all together yes that's a brilliant way to transition though here's what's happening in the united states there are more than you would think military members leaving the military in the United States, not having a clue for what to do after they leave. Mm. And then they're, you know, you go from a group of people now down to one in this experience. And then there's the loneliness and the isolation feeling. 
the overwhelmingness because you you went from having a training schedule by which you lived your life, right? To having no training schedule, <laughs> nobody yeah. telling you, all right, this is what you need to do. And this is what you need to do next and stuff like that, right? You're on your own, but they're not prepared. Hmm. And being not prepared just adds more stress. I see. And more struggle. So as a result, people go into dark place. But if they did a gradual transition like you just described, where they could go from full time down to a part time, yeah, leaving them an opportunity then, because if you're doing part time military, what are you doing the rest of the time? Hopefully it's not video gaming and Netflix thing. <laughs> You're literally taking that other part of the week and preparing yourself to get another employment situation and housing situation, right? In my case, I had twin one-year-olds. <laughs> so that's, that's a what I was challenge. <laughs> but yes, yes, I agree with you. It's nice to have the reserves to fall back on. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think I thought that I would go back to the reserves even now. Um, but, uh, I don't think I'd, I'd make it fitness wise. <laughs> I, I, I get it because of, uh, you know, the, the medical challenges, the health challenges. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you had quite a success though. Um, and when we come back after these next messages, we're going to talk about your the success and your second chapter of life after military. So Julie and I will be right back. So don't go away. What's the cost of freedom, life, limbs, sanity? To survive, soldiers need hope and help. Won't you help? Pledge $22 a month to the Veterans Ranch and give hope to returning U.S. military. For details, click the link and give hope to our returning military. Just $22 a month. Ron salutes as a LinkedIn business strategist and relationship advisor. He's the co-author of 21 Days to Success with LinkedIn. He's a guest speaker for the U.S. Army on Veteran Transition. Contact Ron at his website. Master Sergeant Retired Anna Maria This is Veterans Onward to Prosperity. And Julie, what's your last name? I keep. I'm Mesquita. Julie Mesquita. Julie Mesquita. Thank you. I did not want to butcher your last name. <laughs> what a beautiful first and last name, Julie Mesquita. So, in your next chapter, when you finally did um, leave the military, hung up your uniform, put your boots away. Now you're focusing on your twins and your family. You're still moving forward. 
<laughs> with your passion. So tell us, what is it you're doing? I know what it is you're doing. I saw your LinkedIn <laughs> profile, but tell us, what are you doing? Okay, well, and this is very recent, um, but I noticed that in my area, there are um, several small, we're cities and towns that are all close together. And that's Burlington, Oakville, Milton, and Mississauga. And it is difficult to figure out what's going on around this area. And right now, there's, uh, there's a lot going on, like Maple Fest and St. Patty's Day is coming up and spring break activities. So this, for this, this information, you have to really dig. And the organization for that doesn't exist. They, there's several different websites or people sharing information on Facebook. So it's, there's no sort of one source or no sort of combined source. So I decided to start a newsletter for our community so that people don't miss out on the activities and the, the fun things going on. Uh, and it includes restaurants, walking trails and hiking trails. Uh, it includes uh, activities, things you need to buy tickets for. And, uh, and I let the audience know way ahead of time when to buy the tickets and you know, in time for, for the event. So yeah, this is a weekly newsletter, comes out every Thursday called- Wow, Go what a commitment. Thank you. That's a lot of research. That's a lot of uh, contact. That's a lot of, that's a lot of work. I mean, to even do it once a month. I used to work on a newsletter for someone. I think at one point in time, my command, believe it or not, <laughs> without what we needed to do was have a newsletter from our headquarters command. And so we had the generals, you know, a letter from the general, letter from the commander. He had me write it for him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and that was a lot of work because I worked with the editor, you know, and, and getting all of that put together. And that was just once a month for you to do that once a week. Wow. Yeah. I'm doing it once a week. I had to, I spent some time though, beforehand, um, teaching myself how to use uh, the Adobe suite, like Photoshop, uh, how to, uh, I taught myself how to video edit. I taught myself, um, how to do newsletters and how to copyright. So I spent some time during COVID. Uh, learning all these things and reading up. And I hear too that you're learning and also growing and developing with the Disability Channel. How did all that come about? Uh, that was interesting. Uh, actually, it all started because I was filling in for a friend, uh, Tracy, uh, Unstoppable Tracy, asked me to, uh, she said she didn't have a guest that day and she asked me if I could just go. <laughs> So I said, sure. <laughs> and that's how it all started. That's really, really cool. Um, yeah, I was introduced to the disability channel, told them about my background, told them about my passions, and that's how it all got started. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're both disabled uh, veterans, in, in case you're wondering. Um, so the, the match with the mission of the disability channel matches perfectly. And what's really, really cool is one of my passions is helping people in their next chapter. I was an army career counselor. Okay. So I help people develop their careers in the military. And because we were army reserve, I helped them develop also civilian. So when I hear that there's problems with transition active service into civilian employment 
at first that did not resonate with me because I was so busy helping hundreds, possibly thousands of um, soldiers and immediate family members too get the education they needed, the training they needed, whatever else they needed so that they can develop in their careers, right? Mm -hmm. Along comes the, the media training at the Disability Channel. And um, my, my mind went to work quickly in knowing that somebody coming off the battlefield, not having like an 11 Bravo or 12 Bravo, somebody that doesn't have any of employment skills other than shooting and might consider having a lifetime career working behind the camera or in front of the camera or doing any of the, the media marketing that is growing like all get out in as far as a, a career goes, right? Mm -hmm. They could actually get the training at the disability channel and have a, a lifetime career in media. So that's how I got into it. And it's interesting that you got into it through being a guest with Unstoppable Trees. Yes. <laughs> well, I do find it interesting that um, your passion remains uh, to help people transition into civilian life. Like it, it was while you were enlisted and, uh, and it is now. So now I'm gonna change the, I'm gonna turn the tables on you, Julie. You're doing the same thing. You're doing PR for all of the events that are taking place in and around your area. Yes. Isn't it cool how what it is that, that we have been used to doing and we did it with our uniform on that we've now continued to find a way to do it <laughs> with our uniform hanging up in the closet. We, it's just, it became part of us. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you're, you're right. Uh, in, in my case, it was, uh, I was trying to draw on any skill I could that uh, would actually do something, like you said, in, in civilian life, because I, I was artillery for 11 years, and um, I don't know what that would How does that transfer be. to a civilian job? Yeah. Like, how do I <laughs> oh my go God. You would help it does, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But there's, there's a lot of skills there um, yes. and people don't know about. There's a lot of skills there. Uh, I've, I've heard news of, um, for instance, somebody coming in from the military and working in a high position in a bank. And, uh, and I was told that he was very impressive, uh, that he had things running like clockwork. <laughs> he was organized. He had spreadsheets and, uh, and he had things moving. So, uh, so there are some skills there in terms of the leadership, the organization. Yeah. Yeah. And you brought up another, another good point and the fact that we should be so highly employable when we're leaving the service, because we've got the discipline and we've got the skills that we're built, we've built. Right. And not only that, but we've got a drive. We have a drive. Yeah. Yeah. People who stick in the military are usually go-getters. Yeah. Because they, they wouldn't be there if they weren't. Um, so yeah, me too. I still like to do stuff. I still like to go for things. Yeah. Yes. And that's part of the culture. It is. It is. It's uh, and, and hard work. Hard work is um, respected in that environment. Yes. Um, and But it's challenging in the civilian environment. 
it's challenging to be respected for your hard work. It's also challenging when you're looking at your team and you're the only one that's actually doing the hard work. <laughs> I hear you. And you're going, That happens everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that happens everywhere. But I agree with you that uh, when you have a certain standard and, and folks around you don't want to uh, have the same standard, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you can order them. Yeah, and you can't, and you know what? That was the biggest challenge. I couldn't order my family around. <laughs> my one-year-olds would not listen. <laughs> no, that's when you go into the motivational theories and go, on, or the motivational <laughs> content. It's like, how do you motivate people? You can't order them. <laughs> You're going to laugh, but at one point, my kids were doing push-ups when they did things wrong. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I don't think I ever did that with my kids, but it came close. <laughs> so um, I think what you're doing is awesome because uh, again, from a family standpoint, what do you do with your extra time? You're making, you're wanting to make memories, right? That's what it's all about. You got your parents and you got your kids and you got your grandparents perhaps. Also, what do you do with your extra time? You make memories. Yeah. Yeah. And so what you're doing is allowing people to pre-plan so that they don't miss out on opportunities to make memories. I think it's really cool what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you very much. So if people want to know more about what you're doing and they see this on the disability channel and they're in that area and they want to subscribe to what it is that you're doing, how do they do it? Well, they go to going-places.ca and there's a subscribe button right on that uh, web page. I would it. urge people to do that if you live in that area um, and uh, don't miss out on opportunities to make memories. Exactly. I say if you like to go places, you have to sign up for this newsletter. And you'll get one every week so you don't miss out exactly well uh, you know what julie thank you so much for being on the show today and for sharing what it is that you're doing and this is an example audience of how you can move forward <laughs> <laughs> from your military experience and training thank you julie thank you it's very nice uh, to meet you nice meeting you too so I'm going to wrap this show up in a moment. So don't go away. I'll be right back. America lost 22 yesterday. She could lose another 22 today. When is enough going to be enough? At the Veterans Ranch, we work with veterans, first responders, and their families through horses. The money you donate helps us expand our programs and help get that number down to zero. Help us serve the ones that served us all by going to project20,000.org and pledge $22 a month. Mike Merwin here, U.S. Navy retired submarine officer turned entrepreneur. I turned my hobby of 25 plus years making beef jerky into a thriving small business. Made in small batches with only high quality ingredients, it's not good, it's crazy good. A portion of all proceeds helps save military lives. Order now on www.crazymikesjerky.com using code CB10 for 10% off.
You know what? This is mission military forward possible. And Julie is a perfect example of a person that was in the military, learned a bunch of things, got her skills, got her passion, and it didn't end when she put her boots away and hung up her uniform. What I'm trying to say is, I hope that you have been inspired and have some ideas for your own selves, even if you've left the military or about to leave the military. Holy cow, everything that you have experienced at this point has value. It matters. And what's most, you can make use of it and perhaps do like what she's doing. She's actually helping families, helping people know what's going on so that they don't miss out on any opportunity to make memories. Speaking of which, I look forward to being with you in the future episodes of Veterans Onward to Prosperity. And until we meet again, be the best you you can be.